Oh, baby. We spent our weekend in L.A. We love spending our weekend in L.A. We're, L.A.? Well, we're in L.A. Were you? What did you do? In La- L- I, L.A.? I landed at the LAX when oh. I was in L.A. So we're in L.A. Uh-huh. For WrestleMania. Right. That's so cool. It was very cool. Tyler, did you know we were in L.A.? I knew you all were somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though. We uh, we uh, we got out for both nights of WrestleMania. Big thank you to the WWE. Yeah, they uh, they treat us about it. as good as just it. crushed. It's it. not fair how good they treat us. What have we done right in this life or a previous one for the WWE to treat us as kindly as they do? I have I personally. Have one I don't think anything. What's that, Tyler? I have one question for you guys. Yeah. I have one serious question. Did Chris oh. Burnett get in the ring? Did, no, no, he did not. Um, <laughs> They had him eyed from the beginning. They knew. They mm. were aware that Chris Burnett was going to be an issue. They were ready. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, they listened to the program, Tyler. Obviously. And he tipped them off. You don't tip them off. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah they, you don't tell them what's coming. Well, I sent our WrestleMania preview over, and he, he, well, he uh, just talked too much is what happened. Yeah, he just he said a little, just uh, got got messed around, got mm-hmm. caught. Mm-hmm. Dummy. Yeah, big thank you to Mike Gold Jr. who spent some time with us. Big thank you to the guys from Barstool Sports. We had a lot of fun while we were out there. So a lot of fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Very good. A lot so, of new friends. Yeah, I agree. The Well, we had, uh, I don't know, This it's kind of, WrestleMania is an interesting one. It's similar like whenever we go to the Super Bowl where it's, you know, we've been, you know, X amount of years now and, you know, we, we got a little bit of a acceptance of like the industry people or whatever sure and it's the same people at this stuff right yeah it's not like this crowd of people who talk about sports is not so gigantic like there's there's dozens of us yeah yeah (laughs) the nfl and wwe and nba and nhl and whatever sport f1 whatever yeah the venn diagram crossover is pretty big it's it's all the same dudes Speaking of pretty big, biggest weekend in the history of WrestleMania. Let's go on yeah. that. I'll yeah. tell you, Fred, you've been trying to get me hooked for years, for years. And with the spectacle at SoFi, do you know where SoFi's at, Fred? It's in L.A. We've so met. with the spectacle of SoFi and, like, all these amazing matches and the surprises and the performances and just the energy of the crowd and, you know, my girl, Rhea Ripley, taking the championship – I got to say, finally, I'm still not a WWE fan. Yes, but, you but are. I, but I came, I came so close, though. I've, I've been closer than ever. You are a liar. Rhea Ripley, her winning the championship and the performance she put on almost turned me. Just almost turned me, Freddie. You are the biggest WWE fan now. Nope. Over the course of two nights, Tyler, the first night, 80,000 plus. The second night, 81 thousand plus for a combined 161,000 and some change individuals 21 million dollars at the gate van that's what wrestlemania brought in a lot of money viewed by over 500 million households worldwide that's more than the number of united states of americans this is a worldwide phenomenon it has a ton of value and you know how i know i know hmm. endeavor bought it this morning yeah that what was the huge heck? My favorite thing for my whole life forever has been bought by the thing that I like the least, the most of all time. <laughs> well, you get ready for them to form like Voltron. It's going to be like be that. so much crossover it's now. It's going to be like that, too. It's kind of crazy to me how 
how this whole thing has developed as well. So it's a combination now, simply put in layman's terms, of UFC and WWE into the largest fighting collaboration ever? The the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell of sports now, really. That's oh – God, that's not unright. <laughs> Sean Merriman will be joining us at 4.30. We're going to talk to him about this big acquisition. Obviously, lights out and everything he does, so we're going to be excited about that. Uh, He also played in San Diego for a lot of years, so we're going to talk to him about San Diego State. Mm -hmm. We're going to preview the national championship game with him. So, big thank you to Sean Merriman for taking the time with your boys. It's going to be a good program today. All right, Van, this was your first WrestleMania. Correct. At SoFi Stadium. You had never been. Correct. How would you feel? Uh, The energy is unmatched. Yeah. Been it's the, crazy, been right? Been the Super Bowls, been the giant college football games. World been to Series. World Series, been to. Big NASCAR races. Friggin' waste management. Been I've never been inside NASCAR, but I've been to NASCAR. Yeah. The energy's unmatched. It's unreal. Like, and, and like, gauging the crowd and, like, meeting new friends and talking to people. There were other, you know, passive wrestling fans like me there who just wanted to witness the spectacle. Yeah. And everyone I talked to. 100% without fail said it's the most entertaining live event they've been to. I think And one of the girls true. said she's been to a Taylor Swift concert. That's true. So that's a big deal, I think. We, I was sitting next to the gal that does all the on-site, um, I don't know, spectacle for F1 racing. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where we're at, Tyler. We're, we're like, this is like the industry section. You know what I mean, Tyler? Y'all are in so there. The, we, I mean, I was trying to get in there, but she was – She's like, I'll go to fly back to, to Britain. <laughs> she was 78 years old? Like, yeah, what, what voice was, was that? She was like a really uh, hot 78 years old. So it was like, uh, she was like, yeah, no, we're very much here to see how it's done because it's done the best here. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it's a special thing. And, you know, you just ran your list of stuff, and, and I might even top it a little bit. You know, I might say, like, I have seen – you know, Garth Brooks in Kansas City on the seventh night of a seven-day tour with 20,000 of his closest <laughs> friends. And I have seen Elton John, and I have seen just some of the, you know, the biggest banger of concerts. This thing is better in person than anything I've ever experienced. You know, you could literally feel the energy in the air. Yeah. Like, uh, what's what's the term? The pop? Yeah. When the crowd goes bonkers for somebody? Mm-hmm. I mean, once Once somebody pops or there's a – a big event and a match, like you could just feel it. Like there's dozens of times in those two days where the hair would stand up on the back of my neck because it's just the energy in the building. It was absolutely phenomenal. The exact opposite energy as well, Tyler. We would be we'd be watching the event or whatever, and then uh, the match would end, and the Peacock broadcast would go to commercial, and then <laughs> they would play commercials yeah, in the yeah. building, Tyler. And 80,000 people would boo Russell Crowe in a Gladiator commercial or whatever it was. And you're just like, this is a synergy that is very special. I don't know how the Pope's exorcist is going is to do at called? the box office. Is that what it's but I know 80,000 people, well, I guess 160,000 people are not going to watch it, how they tried to shove it down our throat for two the days. The Pope exorcist starring Russell Crowe, where whoever makes this movie thought that the WWE – rub would benefit them no no it, no, it will did not. not it will, that not. will not be the one you lost 160,000 viewers pope's exorcist <laughs> we're live at isotopes park tomorrow let's go oh it's yes day for the boys will be out there 
with baseball. Chris Burnett will be joining us on site. So big thank you to he for his contributions to the program. He couldn't make the program today. His WrestleMania hangover. Um, significant. Uh, significant. Yeah. Yeah, we – because we're, we're up to the national championship tonight. So we're on to 530 tonight. And then we're going to be watching the national championship here at Howie Sports page. Let's go on that. My goodness, Come I love out. this place. Come hang out with us. We're hanging out with you. It's going to be a good one. we got reaction to the women's national championship. We'll do that in the next segment. The aforementioned Sean Merriman will be joining us so much in the news. We're going to double dip on the men's preview tonight because uh, – I mean, the conference deserves is it, right? The conference is rep, my man. MWC, baby. Let's go. Speaking of San Diego State, repping the conference. RIP to Tyler Lovely and his aspirations to travel to Boca Raton. Tyler, uh, how are you handling dude, this? I news? am bummed out. That game was too close. It was, <laughs> it was too much. Where you, you give zero expletive deleted about sports, but now you got a little skin in the game with two tickets to. Boca Raton, Florida, to hang out with your Boca boys and retirement villages. I'm going to go anyway. Did you actually watch the game? No, I did. I watched the game. I did. And I'm going to go go in anyway. I'm going to go on a condolences tour of Boca Raton. Oh, sweet. (laughs) You got to find a way to bankroll that for you. Yeah. Because we we were, were at WrestleMania. We're not able to watch, obviously. And Van is, like, updating the score vigorously on Uh his phone, you know, like, like, like unnecessarily wearing his battery out. And he says to me, Tyler's heartbroken, man. Because <laughs> like, we didn't see the final play until the highlights afterwards. Correct. And we were like, oh, it had to have been a heartbreaker. And it takes about two seconds for Twitter to get it up. Yep. And Van's like, what's this? Pull-up jumper, 15 foot from nowhere? This is the crazy. And it's over. Yup. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had to put the phone away. That's why you didn't get a response. <laughs> I just put the phone it, down. Poor Tyler got a tease of a lifetime, too, because FAU was up 14 in the second half. Oh, my gosh. I showed the phone to Fred, and I was like, we better skip a couple rounds of these beers because we're going to have to buy Tyler plane tickets in like an hour. It was going so well. It it was going so well. I was buying pool floaties. I was looking online. I was was getting ready, man. The Mountain West being repped in the national champion, boys. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. Watch all these guys go to the transfer portal end up over at San Diego State. <laughs> I mean, FAU and San Diego State are going to get a big bump this year. Heck yeah, they are. Yep. If you saw, like, the overhead views of FAU's campus, it has its own island. If you throw an island and a little bit of NIL money against any transfer portal, portal athlete, they're going to FAU. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous campus. I found a place I can smoke <laughs> cigarettes on campus. Oh. Yeah, so that was – I was excited. Cigarettes and calculus. <laughs> <laughs> and then same thing with San Diego State. Like now that they're relevant, everybody in the transfer portal is going to be like, hey, well, I can't go to FAU now. Can't be one of the Boca boys. Right. San Diego's pretty. I wanna, I'll hang out with SEALs. LSU. Not the British performing artist Seal. Oh, you Heidi know, Klum's from, husband? You're talking about Heidi you know, Klum's husband, Seal? You know, from the hit song Kiss from a Rose from the Batman Forever soundtrack. Best uh, soundtrack ever to a Batman movie. Are you sure? Yep. Worst movie ever. The movie or the soundtrack? The movie. It was bad. The soundtrack was fire, though. That's great. Heidi Klum. He's married to Heidi Klum. Yeah. He did, he did pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Don't say. 
LSU over the Iowa Hawkeyes this past weekend. Congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is the Women's National Championship, by the way. Congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's putting their school back into relevancy for something for some amount of time because it seemed like it had been forever, Van, since Iowa had been talked about on a national stage at all. Yeah, uh, that they're not um, wrestling. They're not wrestling and picking, shucking corn. They're playing some hoops over there now. The controversy behind it is this. No one cared about the game. They only cared about the way everyone behaved. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about it whenever I get back. It's two men on live from Howie Sports page at the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Our lunches are at the 66 Diner. Don't forget on the weekends, the boys drink Teller Vodka. That's what's up. Van is getting strong with Evolve Strong. We're going to not have an I-9 varsity today, but big shout-out to I-9 Sports. They're pretty sweet. You're right. When two, you're right, you're right. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Championship, let's go. Okay. First of all, for the Women's National Championship to have a segment on this show, congratulations to the growth of women's basketball How right now. about that? That is crazy to me. Newsworthy women's sports? Average four. Let's go. Right. The two are the final four games, so would that be the two that get you there and then the one at the end, the uh-huh. Natty Champy? Uh-huh. Four and a half million a pop. They average four and a half million a pop. That's only 495 million less than WrestleMania. That's pretty good. That's the showcase of the Immortals. <laughs> The what? That's the spectacle to end all spectacles. Showcase of the Immortals? Showcase the of new, the Immortals. The new Marvel movie? No. The oh, the WWE everything. So the Women's National Championship um, ended up being a dud score-wise. It was just like a, it was a race, and LSU couldn't be stopped. And I think all year they'd only been stopped twice anyway, so shouldn't really expect them to have been stopped. Very dominant over Iowa. But your girl from Iowa, what's her name? Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. She. More like Caitlin Curry. The, what do you mean by that? Shades of Steph Curry. I wasn't talking about the Indian food. I was talking about Steph Curry. I, here's why I think you're wrong. Clark is different than he. Okay. Because what's the best way to describe this? No one, I believe, will be as good at women's basketball as this gal will be professionally, period, moving forward. They were doubling up on her all game. Yes. And she still lit it up. Even because, and she had told everyone regularly how stealing a play from John Cena's handbook, how they cannot see her. He would, She would tell all of her opponents. She would take the palm of her hand. Uh-huh. And she would move it from 3 o'clock on the clock to 9 o'clock on the clock, back and forth, telling people that they can't see her. Correct. I'm, I'm sure even non-wrestling fans know what the you can't see me John you Cena looks like. You can't see me? It's what he would do at the five-knuckle shuffle before he hit it on an opponent. So she's doing this at the LSU. And by the way, she's been doing it all year. By the way, our heroes don't have to be good people. This Clark girl is not a cool gal. She's a killer, Van. She is a stone cold assassin. She is. She is a talk at the ice mouth. in her veins. And then, 
She ran an Angel Reese. <laughs> Angel Reese said, you can't see me back to her, mm-hmm. but then pointed to her ring finger. Mm-hmm. She took the ring off my finger, said Caitlin Clark. <laughs> Reese put it right in her face, and then the internet reacts. By the way, Van, I hate the internet. They often get it wrong, don't they, Manfred? The internet's like something, something race, something, something idiot. Something Keith Olbermann, who I really like, but I tell you what, he's super soft. Keith Olbermann, to me, has gone so far in one direction that he doesn't sure. exist anywhere close to center or the other direction. And he says, this is this race girls on that yet. LSU sucks. And I'm, and let me point this out, Angel Reese, she black? Sure. All these people on the internet are like, uh, she's the worst. She, uh, she, be, she acts like an idiot. Here's the thing. It started with Clark. She did it. It finished with Reese. Yep. This is the game. I tell you what, I bet I could pick out these guys out of a lineup. Oh, what, based strictly off their COVID beliefs? Yes, I could. Oh. Yeah, are oh, you? Oh, what, strictly off their global warming beliefs? Exactly. Oh, what, strictly off their Hunter, Bat- Hunter Biden laptop wants and needs? You got that right. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you think January 6th was just some good old boys letting off some steam, yeah. you probably called her a thug. If you think electric cars are for the wussies, mm-hmm. you probably didn't like this. You uh, refer to people who shop at Whole Foods as the gays. Mm-hmm. You probably weren't a fan of her firing back at Clay- Caitlin Clark. If you have recently used the phrase, people don't want to work anymore, mm-hmm. you think that Reese was the bad guy here. Have you ever shared an opinion video from the front seat of your truck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking like one of those selfie ones where yes, they're talking directly into the steering wheel. <laughs> yes. And they're telling you about how they saw a young adult not put back the shopping mm-hmm. cart at the Walmart and how this nation's falling apart. Is that what you're talking about? You know what chaps my hide? <laughs> Immigration. <laughs> you know, there's a process where 30,000 immigrants can come to this country every single day. Well, no. All these... All these immigrants from New Delhi coming over here and stealing our doctor jobs. Oh, God. Not so far <laughs> off here. So Clark, who started it, couldn't finish it. Reese finishes it. The internet freaks out. And this thing that was just a sprint from the start to the finish, and it seems like LSU didn't miss a shot all game, by the way, 102.85. Not like Iowa was missing any. But both teams got about a million possessions because they don't care about the shot clock. And fans loved it. Loved it. Johnny Carson's daughter. Uh, Johnny Jr. Yeah, Jasmine Carson. Didn't miss a shot in the first half. Put up 20 points in the first half. Didn't miss a shot. Just so crazy to me, man. Most threes made in a single tournament. Most points scored in a single tournament. Caitlin Carr kind of losing effort. How crazy is that? And it's not like she choked and had a bad game. No. Put up 30 points. She had 178 points Eight overall. assists. And she crushed it. Didn't have a lot of help from her teammates. And, again, because Iowa perennially has been a what? They've been a since the Cordell Stewart years. Since the They've had relevancy in so many sports, basketball for men's basketball for short periods of time. Wrestling, obviously, all the time. But Iowa has been out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. 
forever? Yes, they have. Ever? And they were back. And there was a whole section of the Midwest that was ready for it and wanted it. And also LSU, which, by the way, women's basketball, look at their men's baseball team if you're really into some talent. Albuquerque's own Alex Bregman. LSU baseball right now in college, they're going to have five guys going in the first round of the draft. That's crazy to me. You know, the, the Iowa women's were sitting in the locker room and be like, this is going to be a race to 80. If we get to 80 points, we're going to win this game, girls. Let's focus, execute the game plan. LSU's like, nah, we're dropping 102, kiddos. That's a lot of points. As far as, like, the points per minute stuff, sure. Not, like, four women. That's a lot of points for a college basketball game. Oh, my God, yeah. They play eight less minutes, Fred. <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. The part that got me the most relevant about this is – like we're flying out to LA. Like we're in the airports. It's on every it's on every bar in every airport. We get to LA. Like we're doing WrestleMania stuff. People are having a conversation about it. Like we're during WrestleMania. People are stopping to talk about the scores. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm about to sound like old man slow. There has not been a relevancy to women's college basketball <laughs> since Gino Ariyama. Yeah. So maybe even before that, U- Tennessee. UConn's win streak. Yeah. Like that's the last one. That's the last one. Yeah. I'm into this thing being back. I'm into, like, existing in a insanely positive manner. I don't know if it'll sustain. I mean, the Clark girl comes back another year. She's coming back for another year, and she's going to light it up another year. I mean, what is she going to look like with another year under her belt and another offseason to practice? She is going to set every record next year. <sighs> we got to figure out a way to NIL her. If she's not already – She's going to get all of it this it's year. It's got to be us, though. She's going to be on a revenge tour. Mm. She's going to like Cody Rhodes. She's going to make a list of people she got to beat. Get all the way to the national championship again. Lose to Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> that's what's got to happen. You feel like that's the jam or you don't necessarily know? I think Caitlin Clark would do great in WWE. She's already got the personality. She's already got the swag. She's like leaning, leaning into being a heel already. She's super leaning into it. If you were to give, like, if WWE, which is now whatever it is, we're just going to call it WWE. If they were to be like, "Hey, Caitlin Clark, let us give you a little heel shaping. Let us give you a little mm-hmm. persona. Hey, we're going to give you the gift. You already started the gimmick." Let us help you refine the gimmick. By the way, maybe show up like at a wrestling thing when it's a women's match. By the way, maybe do a – but she's going to play basketball. It's not like she will get into pro wrestling. She could do both. She could. Big personality, super talented. Now everyone knows her name well, after this tournament. And that would be the thing, too, because if she plays professionally basketball, she's going to make what? What's the number? $85,000? It's not a lot of money. Yeah, it's unless not. she goes to Russia. Well, that's what I'm saying. So instead of your offseason going to Russia, just go work the squared circle. Smart. Yeah. Wicked smart. Go out there and be a bad dude. Wicked bad smart. Bad dude stuff. What are those twins that used to play at Fresno State and they transferred? Yes. Yeah. Where are they at now? Miami or somewhere? They're mm-hmm. somewhere relevant. Texas Tech or something? They played in the tournament. There's a bunch of ways to do it. Women's did it right. And it's a tough weekend, too. Like, WrestleMania is this weekend. Like, it's a tough weekend to draw eyes. Yeah, just, just competing with the men's tournament. The men's tournament. Yeah. There were more people tuning in to the women's Natty Champy than there were to some of these 
final four games for the men's, although they ended up being bangers. Yeah. People didn't have that hype. It wasn't there. It's hard to find. This is going to sound so bad. UConn versus San Diego tonight, that's not the business. That's not the business of perennial blue chip school. That's not the business of drawing in cash fan. It's good. It's really good for basketball fan. It's really good for Mountain West fan. It's really good for, I don't know, who's ever played at UConn? Rudy Gay. Like, otherwise, eh. I think it's good for the future of competition and parity in NCAA basketball instead of just having Kentucky and good North point. Carolina, really good point. Duke and Kansas. One of those four are going to win it every year. Well, and you're, you're saying what I wasn't thinking out loud, which is maybe I'm having my medicine right now and I just don't like the taste of it yet. Because maybe it'll be this every year. Also, UConn, if they win this one, it's like their fifth championship. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So they're 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 in that upper echelon. Like they're basically North Carolina. You're not wrong, but I'm not going to sit here and say like, hey, if I'm naming unis, they're down there. I'm I'm not putting them in the top yeah. ones. And the ones that I would sneak in over the top of that, I wouldn't even necessarily know if that was true. Like if you're obviously Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, you would go with all those yeah. obvious, UCLA. You would go with all mm-hmm. those obvious ones. But I'd end up throwing in some weird stuff before I would get uh, UCon- Georgetown. I would put in there. You know, I would end up doing not some- in a while. Not in- oh, that's the yeah. thing too. Let's step away. Where we get back, Sean Merriman will join us. We're going to talk lights out, extreme fighting. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about this national championship game and WWE and UFC coming together. It's two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Howie Sports page. It's a national championship yeah, Monday. UConn and San Diego. So there we go, boys. <laughs> like the energy from the friends of the show. Uh, we, so we were looking at the, the news today, man. We were like, all right, so uh, UFC is buying WWE. Check. Uh, we we got to talk football. Check. We need a guy from San Diego. Check. We need a guy that uh, from WWE. We'll check again. We need, we need the all-in-one. We need Sean Merriman. Sean Merriman, welcome to the show, brother. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Uh, we're living that best day that we could possibly be living. We got a little bit of a WrestleMania hangover as your boys were out in L.A. all weekend. You, my man, have been to WrestleMania yourself. You've been a part of one. How big of a spectacle is the WWE and WrestleMania? Well, you know, the crazy part of it is, right, all of us, I think, grew up watching wrestling at some some point in our lives. Like, I don't care who you are. You were, you were a WWE fan until you were the age of whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get a chance to look at on camera. But when you actually uh, are working there and you're working with them, you, you see it at a different angle. The the prep, what goes on behind, the setup, the lead-in, how much it, it goes into just throwing a show like WrestleMania. And I was uh, you know working with the WWE Network, broadcasting, uh, I think it was 30, and that fanboy me still came out. You know, even though I know a lot of these guys, it's different uh, when you see them coming out and you hear the music and you hear the crowd reaction. It was uh, I had a couple times I catch myself like turning my head on live camera and watching the show. Well, in thirty is the kind of the the precipice of this this acquisition by UFC and and their governing body. But thirty was in New Orleans, and that's when Brock Lesnar, a UFC fighter, beat the Undertaker, the world, or excuse me, with the undefeated streak. But this whole work, man, started at a UFC event. Sean, with this acquisition and combination of UFC and WWE, do you see a lot of this crossover? We're never going to know when we're not getting worked from this organization. 
No, I think um, I think Endeavor's making the, all the right moves under the sun. There's a lot of crossover from just combat sports in general and that world. That's why you've seen a Brock Lesnar, Ken Shamrock, you know, CM Punk tried his hand yeah. in it. You know, so we, we've seen Red, uh, Bobby Lashley, right? We've seen, um, I would say, about 10 WWE guys at some point. At some point uh, Jake, um, what's his name? Jake, uh, God, he's fighting for Bellator now. Anyway, you got about 10 Hager. guys who've actually made that transition over. But I think more so on the broadcasting side, the show buildup, the storytelling, who, who the hell knows how big the UFC is about to be, right? Because right. I think there's going to be a lot of crossover um, and just branding in general. You know, we saw uh, what they did with Jake Dillahaw, um, you know, with the, with the movie coming out with my boy there. And uh, so that, there's going to be a lot of crossover here, and I can't wait to see it. You know, talking about crossover, you're trying to do the exact opposite. You know, we got, you know, combat fighters, athletes, musicians going into WWE you kind of called out WWE and said, hey, come get in the ring with me. Let's fight at Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Yeah, and nobody's picked up the contract. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was it was one of those things where um, I think the crossover is there. You got some of these guys like Dave Bautista who actually trained and had some MMA fights before. You had some of these guys. So I was looking around and saying, look, if you got an MMA background, you've been training, you want to put on show for the people and, and do it big, and, you know, let's do it in Lights Out Extreme Fighting. And I was uh, I was very serious about that. You know, I'm still serious about it if that was on the table. But um, for now, man, I just, you know, I found my way and, like, my real passion is just promoting these up-and-coming fighters who's trying to make their way in the sport. Well, let's tell the friends of the show. They kind of skipped over it. Let's uh, tell the friends of the show about Lights Out Extreme Fighting right now, Sean. Yeah, we have a uh, we had a, a fight January 14th. Uh, it was live on Fubo Sports, uh, Fubo TV. Uh, we broke into the top 10 most watched all time on, on football sports ever. Uh, we got a real big card coming up May 6th in the Los, in Los Angeles area, the Burbank Maria Event Center. So if you guys or anyone that's down there is planning on travel, traveling up to uh, L.A., you can get your ticket to lightsoutxf.com. And, again, if you can't get there, you can watch us on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. We'll be live from 4 to, uh, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific. It was Jake Hager. Jake Hager is the name. Uh, Jake Hager. Right. There you go. Yeah, he uh, that dude can go. Curly hangs out in AEW, pretty good in Bellator. So, all right. So, obviously, you spent all those years in San Diego, Sean. You, I mean, you, you're a DC guy, right? So, you ended up on the other side of the coast. This is a matchup of two coasts in the national championship tonight. Do you feel a connection to San Diego State? Or are, you, are you pulling for the underdog here? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm so proud of those guys. Um, yeah, I still spend quite a bit of time in San Diego, and I'm just so so proud of them because not only are they the underdogs, they they uh, they've had this underdog mentality the whole entire year, and uh, to see them actually get there, and and you know, I know a couple of uh, the coaches there and the people around the team, they don't they don't feel like they're underdogs. They really don't. Right. When you talk to them, they feel like they should be there, and so that's a, that's a cool thing about them. Um, I think the rest of us on the outside of looking at them as underdogs. But if you talk to anybody around that program, they don't feel like underdogs at all. Sean, you're a, you're a defensive player, had a great career. Speaking of San Diego State, they play some great defense. How much fun for a defensive player is it watching this San Diego State team play that defense? It, you know, the, the funnest part, so I was uh, – it's funny you asked. I was just talking to uh, Kurt Morrison. You know, he was, um, played, for, played for the Raiders – and then we were teammates in Buffalo and um, Agba, Ajibi, and Miller. Some, some of the guys that went there, uh, Ephraim, Salam. So I, 
I got, you know, I know the pro- the program and everybody there well. And, and and one thing about them, man, is they, they they're so creative on the defense side of the ball and what they're capable of doing. Um, and you know, what's really stopping them or holding them is, is getting a few big time players, right? Some big time high school guys to, to you know these four and five star recruits. If they're able to get some of these guys to that defense, how creative they are already, they're going to do some damage in that in that conference. Well, and, and obviously the time that you were in college at Maryland and, and drafted in the first round, 15 or 16, I don't remember, Sean. I'm sure you do. But whenever these guys are coming out of high school or they're in the transfer portal now and with the NIL, do you see like a spotlight just being an enhancer to what these kids can do to make a living playing the game? Yeah, and I look, I've always thought the NIL program should have been in place. In fact, you know, I thought that everybody should deserve some type of a stipend um, at some point in time or be able to make money off of their name and name and likeness because they, right. they earned it. It's their name. They should be able to. Um, now, I think what's going to happen here with the NIL thing, you, you started to see infractions and, and penalties and things like that being laid down. And there has to be some kind of government, right? You have, This has to be governed. Or else you're just going to be giving guys money left and right, and they're, they're not going to be going about it the right way. Um, you know, you're going, to, you're going to force some of these guys to grow up a lot faster uh, than they would normally have to because they right. got to make grown-up decisions, right? Uh, with sure. this type of money coming in, so at some point in time, I do believe that they will govern it because you'll just have an onslaught of, of guys just getting up and leaving because they got a couple more extra bucks over here. When the grand scheme of things, are they putting themselves in a better position, or they just like the money? Sean Merriman joining us. Lights Out 9 is Saturday, May the 6th. It is live in Los Angeles. You can get it on Fubo TV if you are not out in Los Angeles. Van, you were going to say. Sean, you know, when we were hanging out at the Super Bowl, we were talking about how big of a fight city Albuquerque is. Like anything fight world, we are into it and we show out. When is Lights Out coming to Albuquerque, my friend? Well, we, we've been planning something very big. My partner, Steve Chava, is down there. I'm sure you guys in Albuquerque Good know him dude, quite well. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a longtime friend and partner, and uh, we're planning on doing something very big in Mesa de la Soul, so I can't wait to, uh, wait for that and make that announcement. Um, but I, I spend, yeah, as we talk to the Super Bowl, man, I, I kind of sneak in and out of Albuquerque probably once every month and a half or so for a couple of days. Um, but I've seen the city grown down there. Obviously, it's a big fight. You know, three really, really big gyms down there. Um, and I can't wait to get down there and do more. Uh, it's a great community. And Mesa de la Soul is coming up, man. So, um, you know, you guys, if you see Steve Chavez in the street, make sure you tell Rashawn, said, let's get it together. Let's go. We got, we got some big things to do in Albuquerque. You were talking a little bit earlier about some of the guys you talk to regularly post your playing day and talking about sports, and you were talking about Akbar Bakabilia, who did all that stuff for Wipeout, and he's done a ton of broadcast stuff. You going to put him on a microphone for one of these Lights Out events, Sean? You going to put a little bit of fun up there in the broadcast booth? You know, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I try to add as many former guys as possible because like the WWE and, and, uh, and, and, and WWE, I'm sorry, WWE and UFC, there's a crossover there, and there's a lot of former athletes that's in the broadcasting world that are also looking to come over to combat sports and do some uh, broadcasting as well. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely talking to, um, you know, A.J. Hawk is big in the MMA. Um, I've talked to him about coming over doing some stuff with this. Um, you know, Clay Matthews also been big in MMA. And some, a lot of these guys, there's a, there's a crossover here, and, and I try to pull over as many, as many guys as possible because those are, you know, my, my former football buddies.
UConn favored by seven and a half tonight, Sean. Give us a prediction on the big basketball game. I I, I got uh, SC, I got San Diego Man State by by two points. I think they pull it out oh, at the man. end. I think they shock. The, I don't think it'll be shock in, in house, but I think uh, I think everyone else will be shocked. But I got them. I got them by a, a basket. Ooh, love that. Don't hate it. Sean, tell the friends of the show one more time where they could find and follow Lights Out. Yep, you can uh, catch us at LightsOutXF.com. Got a huge event coming up May 6th in, in uh, L.A. Uh, if, you, if you're in town, LightsOutXF.com is uh, where you get your tickets at. And if you can't make it there, make sure you guys get Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. We'll be live at 4 p.m. Pacific. Sean, Sean Marion, friend of the show. Thank you, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, Sean. What a dude. Hey, he looks like he can hop on the NFL field or in the ring any second. That stuff, that stuff he did with WWE, was, it's been a while ago. I guess it would have been 2014. Um, I would have told you, like, because obviously I was a fan at that time, that he would have been the, the next biggest thing. Sure. Like, just personality. But he's super handsome, super fit, super charismatic. Like Big personality. Like, yeah, he's like, you know what I'll do? It bigger on my own. Lights sure. out, extreme fighting. Yeah, I'll just do it myself. Crazy good. Love that. Is there a better get on a day like today with WWE being bought out by UFC and San Diego State being in the national championship? How fortunate this show is sometimes. We got some good friends of the show, we man. We got some good friends, man. Big thank you to Sean Merriman for joining us. Where we get back our preview of the men's national championship game tonight, we will break down what we believe will happen. And obviously, we're going to talk to you about it from a uh, little bit of a dollar sign aspect. Sure. Because, <laughs> uh, that's what matters to you boys. Tune in on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Hey. Sports Animal. Welcome back to Two Men on the Sports Animal. Welcome back to Howie Sports Page. Let's go. Yeah. National Championship about an hour away. Get off work. Come down. Hang out with us. We're watching the game with the boys. We're going to have a couple of dub buds. Should be pretty good. Van, you and I um, – What's the best way to say this without sounding? Um, we like college basketball because of the money line. Go. Correct. Okay. That's a quickie. <laughs> um, kind of comes down to it. I the, prob- I the only problem with betting the national championship game is there's only one game, and I can't do a completely irrational giant parlay. Correct. Yeah. Now, what we could do is like a, like a multi-parlay within. Correct. Yeah, so we could take the winner, we could take that, we could take the points, and we could take the spread. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We, uh-huh. Could, we could create a micro money line where we, we end up getting our, our Joneses. And much like uh, Uncut Gems, we can do the opening tip as well. I do like the opening tip yeah. as one because that lets you know how your money line is going to go. Immediately. Or, I mean your parlay. Yeah. Either you're alive and you're kicking or uh, just go home. Uh, what I what I also like is final possession. So you can often bet final mm, possession sure. in a game, and then it's is it going to be a, a shot at the buzzer where the thing expires? Is somebody going to rebound it and they're going to call that a possession? And you're checking the stat book at the very end, or maybe they could have rebounded it, then it just plays out of bounds or something, and you end up nobody. Yeah, finished. oh, it's so very good. The spread tonight, everyone has UConn, kind of universally. You were talking about. 
uh, fifth national championship opportunity since 1999, which is kind of incredible to think about, putting them in that blue blood tier. I think they're adjacent to it, but I will recognize that conversation if those want to have it. The underdog, San Diego State, by the way, a four and a five? Mm -hmm. A four and a five? Seven and a half is the spread, man. How does it make you feel? Well, I think even without a win, UConn is already in the blue blood conversation. Yep, yep. They're even blue. Even their colors are blue. All right. So definitely in the mix right there. Yep, let's go Husky. I think this is the easiest bet of all time. I don't care who you think is going to win. Give me San Diego State and the under. Even if UConn wins, I think it's going to be a close enough game. San Diego State, we all know how fan-friggin-tastic their defense is. With the spread? Let me tell you something, Fred. Or straight up? 12. Okay. 12 straight contest that San Diego State has participated in hit the under. Oh. 12 straight. Including holding number one Alabama earlier. It's been a really good three weeks of basketball. Sure has. It has been a really good three weeks. If you like fundamentals, if you like defense, San Diego State's your squad. I got UConn. I feel bad saying it out loud. I got UConn to win it. I want to take the over, though, and I want to take UConn with the spread, and I'll tell you why. It's because of what LSU just did to Iowa. Sometimes the stage is bigger. Sometimes the lights are brighter. And we got a, a team, a university, and a program that has been there, knows what it's like. Maybe not this iteration, but you get the example. And then you got San Diego State, who's representing Florida man. Like, so I, uh, I see what you're saying here, and I get it. The, the lights are the brightest tonight for these young student athletes. But it's not like San Diego, San Diego State has to make a bunch of three-pointers to win. They're playing defense. Defense is coaching and effort. That doesn't go away no matter what game you're playing in. So give me the under. And give me San Diego State plus seven and a half. If uh, I had to pick a team, I would say UConn in a nail biter. But trust me, I'll be cheering for Josh Sushan's and Jeff Simbietta's San Diego State Aztecs tonight. Good news for Tyler Lovely. Whenever we get back, he can finally pursue his career as a professional basketball player. Love it. Also, Luke Markwith will join us. Uh, technology pending because our backup headset is doing weird stuff. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Not me not talking about a blood clot gun charge. I'm talking more fire away. Now, now betting, betting for, the, for sports the sports animal. animal. Your, Your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two men, men on. on. Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on deck circle. Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. The boys are live at Howie's Sports Page. Let's, Let's go. go. Watching the National Championship. Luke Markwith joins us. Luke, welcome to the program. Thank you as always. How are we doing today? Well, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm super hungover from WrestleMania all weekend. I am drained. It's a weird mix of, like, fatigued but still pumped. I am drinking, I'm drinking kegs of water. It's my third one. I have a pony. I have a Pony of water. Operation rehydration. Oh, my gosh. I'll be having a couple coldies here in a minute, though. The, Don't you think I'll come into Howie's and not having me a couple coldies? Need, gotta, gotta power through it. It's fun to hang out with your buds. Super fun to hang out with your buds. 
the crowds come out for college basketball this past weekend? They did. We Good. had great crowds all weekend. We did uh, a little spread on Saturday for the games. And we just I just finished grilling the dogs for tonight. So Glizzies? Ooh. Glizzies to go. Hole up. We are set. I just finished grilling them up. We're watching a Natty Champy with Glizzies? Yeah, yeah There's baby. no other way. Let's go. Very excited about that. Uh, did you have WrestleMania on any of the TVs here? We did not. Okay. What, you just can't stay on brand for us? What's up? Because <laughs> people have to be 21 to come in here. That's, oh. oh. Shots fired. <laughs> a lot of truth in that sentence. We thought we saw a guy leaving his son at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. We, there, sitting in front of us was like a father-son thing or whatever. Guy was probably in his early 40s. Kid was probably... 10 or whatever. 10-ish. And the dad got up. But the lines at SoFi, by the way, if you haven't been to SoFi, it's like um, amazing, but it's also a maze. It was like weird the way it was set up. Lines were too long. There were no TVs and stuff. It was just super weird. Anyways, so this guy gets up and Van, it probably been 30 minutes that guy was gone with his little 10-year-old kid just watching WrestleMania by himself. Van was like, I think he went to get cigarettes and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you're going to live with the wrestlers now. They're going to be yeah. your new daddies. Yeah, he was gone for a cool minute like to the point where like his son was just enamored by wrestling, but you'd see a couple moments. Like, he, he, was, he, was, he was literally right in front uh-huh. of us, and he'd like look up like up the staircase like, where's my dad? Mm-hmm. Well, like, oh, no, he's gone forever. At least he wasn't used to it. So, I mean, I guess it's that's a good <laughs> sign that the kid was, sure. was looking around. When you see the kids, they're just like, oh, no, he's not coming back. Don't worry. Like Major League Baseball on the screens here over the weekend, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the Obviously, the Cubs because of you. But what is, like, the big drawing team here at Howie's? Who, what fan base comes out? You know, we got a little bit of everybody. We got yeah. a couple of, of – the only Reds fans in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. that's, oh that's a uh, weird. Thing. Sean's a big Pirates guy, so we got the the, yeah. few, the few Pirates fans left in the country. Yeah, outside world of even Pittsburgh. the world. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of those. Of course, you got your Yankees, your Red Sox, all that uh, front runner stuff. But the- and Van solely, solitarily, sadly by himself as an Astros fan here. Tyler, best news in the world for you. What's that? NBA player is now allowed to smoke weed without being penalized according to the tentative labor agreement. That's right. This is incredible news. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what was holding you back from the NBA? It was, you know, it's not that it was holding me back, but it's definitely going to be making me watch more NBA than I ever have that's, in my life. That's well, well I, meant, I meant playing, but. Right. Right. I mean, practice high, play high, get high scores. That's the whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody can tell me Rasheed Wallace wasn't high most of the time. Oh, they all admitted it once they retired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that statute of limitations thing. like, oh, yeah, by the way. I mean, I've, I've had my share of some, some jazz cabbage in my life, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm pretty sure I'd know. But I'd like to watch a basketball game with Tyler and say, hey, Tyler, which one of these guys are high right now? <laughs> this is the thing is that I don't hang out with anybody that refers to it as jazz cabbage. So, yeah. Oh, what do you mean, a little devil's lettuce? Sam Perkins. Uh, huh? A little Satan salad? <laughs> Tyler's like, can we just like – Legalize it federally, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Listen, I'd like to be able to get on a plane. That's I mean, all I want." I'd like Unless to be you're able talking to... about the hot dog contest or competitive eating. Marijuana is not a performance-enhancing substance by exactly any means. Exactly correct. So. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should get more credit for being able to play high. To me, there's something too about like um, like some of these interviews. We talk a lot about these podcasts. Talk a lot about like Kevin Durant's the big one. Kevin Durant all the time is like, "Yeah, I partake." We don't see him getting drug tested. We don't see him getting pulled off to the side. Like, it seems like it's been 
allowed for a while. Well, now. yeah, I mean, you know, it's the hypocrisy in sports. Like, well, we're going to test you for weed, but if you're not feeling good here, take all these painkillers. Sure. Oh, that's a good point. Does the this, old Brett Favre. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Brett Favre, that was my follow-up question, boys. Does this start a trend? Is this is this a trend now in Major League Sports? It has to be. I hope well, so. Especially, like I said, you're going to see a lot of former players suing for addiction to opiates and stuff that they were force-fed during their careers. And so all these professional sports are going to have to find some kind of alternative. And if these guys are, are good with that as paid relief, then, then I'm sure the league would rather that than, than the lawsuits later. Besides thinking that I can talk to extraterrestrials, high doses of edibles are fantastic painkillers. <laughs> Does this open the door? Do you guys think, hey, because, like, hey, I'm going to shoot real straight here. We're in L.A. this past weekend. Like, we were, like, what? I don't know. How do we say this without sounding, like, stupid? We're industry guys. People recognize us as industry guys. When people come up to us, they're like, hey, listen, I got a product. Hey, listen, I got a thing I want to talk about. It's yeah. always weed. It's always weed. It's always weed. <laughs> it's always weed. <laughs> like, does the NBA now have an avenue to put, like, uh, uh, high scores is the name of the fake weed company I just came up with. Sure. Do, can they put high scores weed company on a jersey now? Is this a new revenue stream? And that's why this thing that's always been okay is now actually going to be okay? to open up a money ways. Because, you know, for NAS- years NASCAR had – Hard liquor and alcohols on their cars and all this stuff. It seems like this would be like the next step. It's like it's as close to harmless as a substance can be. Miss me with this one tenth of one percent people develop schizophrenia. You know, we're going to find that out anyways. But as far as physical and mental health goes, pain killing, anxiety, depression, like this THC and CBD has been proven to help. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people. So get over it. So you used to NBA used to you know all major major sports used to think they had the moral high ground because right. they're stopping people from smoking pot. You know what turned it around? Not science, not an overwhelming uh, fight back from their players, their players associations. It was money. Well, and they saw it was making money, yep. and they're like, oh wait, we're cool with this now. Yep. It- to be fair. Mm, to be fair. <coughs> Tyler? To be fair. Tyler? Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Luke? <laughs> he was very enthusiastic. There. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Luke. The uh, Lakers fans have been getting high for a couple seasons now just to watch their team. So this makes a lot of sense oh, to Jack me. Oh, Jack Nicholas is more than a few seasons. Yeah, He's been, <laughs> they got those private booths up there. They're, they're like, but Jerry, all the fans are doing it. As I recognize it's not Jerry Buss anymore. It's but I mean, that's the. I mean, the point is like, it's about freaking time. Yeah. America, Josh Gordon is like, it's about freaking time. Bill Walton is definitely enthused. Luke, you're talking Good about. Take. You're take. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're talking openly wearing tie dye in public for 40 years. Yeah, of course he smokes weed. You're talking about like people suing for getting hooked on opiates. How about Josh Gordon? suing for ruining his career over yep. something that's legal now. One of the best receivers in the NFL trying to self-medicate and treat his own anxiety and other mental health issues, getting kicked out of the league, foregoing millions and millions of dollars of career earnings. That's what is similar for from Ricky plant. Williams. Well, yeah, Ricky, Ricky yeah. was just up front about it, though. He was like, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm going to He's like, I would rather smoke weed. Yeah. Well, it was that thing where he had the, if you guys remember, he had like a prescription to wear a, a visor so that people couldn't see his face because he felt like it gave him like a, like a like an armor of mm-hmm. some sort. Not 
physical, but mentally and if emotionally. If I can't see them, they can't see me. Yeah, it's a classic like a, peekaboo diagnosis. Yeah, like a baby playing hide-and-seek. And that's kind of a crazy thing to me, too, because it's you want all your guys to get the help they need to be the best people they can need or can be. But, like, if it's Josh Gordon or Ricky Williams, I know we're talking about the NFL as opposed to the NBA now, but I think organizations now put more weight at least into the top tier. I'm not going to say it's for the 53rd guy on a 53-man roster. But that mental health aspect, that approach to life aspect, I do think there are tools, mechanisms, coaching, coping, therapists. I mean, those things exist now the way they didn't exist definitely in the 90s, early 2000s and 2010s. I think it's only whenever it started to come into fruition. You're seeing it all over the place now. Colorado a few years ago, California, and now right here in New Mexico. It's not just for people to recreationally use it. Like it has important impacts on people's lives. Yeah, I would agree. Well, the first time you see those videos of those little kids like having seizures that, that their parents have to yeah. move to another state because they can't get the proper medicine right. in their state. I mean, that, that kind of sold me right hey, off the bat. Can I shoot you straight on those, though? I think those are a work. Like, I understand propaganda, I understand marketing, I understand, like, a fair amount of that stuff. I cannot imagine that that is a vast majority of reaction. I just, like, the little bit I know about this. I'm not going to say it doesn't help in a positive manner. I believe it does. But are you going to tell me that everything is a miracle? Because I can't buy that. Well, I mean, it's obviously not a magic pill for everything. Right. Yeah, you can't just rub CBD oil on it and be like, oh, okay, Cured herpes. Yeah, I've long maintained that's when those uh, what's in the sprays on the soccer field. You know, it's like a magic CBD spray. <laughs> yeah. These guys are laying on the ground, writhing in pain like they're dead, and they walk over with that spray, and then they bounce the, up and the jump cold with, spray. Yeah, the cold yeah. spray, and all of a sudden they're good. The I think kind of the last question of this one is the Olympic team, right? Because if you guys recall, you got a test clean to play in the Olympics. The United States of America, uh, at least in the world of basketball, puts that sport and that competition very high on the mark. Uh, these guys just what cycle off, figure it out for a minute. Well, I think the Olympics should encourage American basketball players to be high during the Olympic competition. What? I, I know the world is caught up with us a little bit, but they haven't caught up that much. So if you make if you make all the USA basketball teams smoke weed, the rest of the world's got a chance. Let's level the playing field here a little bit. It seems to me like a little bit of a scapegoat, too. Like if something were to happen, that's always in the back pocket. It was like, well, we'll just drug test you. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like a weird bargaining, a weird pressure, a corporate structure kind of thing. And I am into the idea that, and this is my complete sentence on it, I'm into the idea that with that chip removed, a little bit more of the power that goes back to labor, and I'm so pro-labor. Because sure. we're talking about the league in the NBA right now. Here's the thing. Do it for real people with real jobs, Yes. with real consequences everywhere. Sure. That's what I want. But that's a different conversation for a different channel. Right. We wrap up the program whenever we get back. It's going to be a little potpourri, boys, a little MLB talk from the opening weekend that was. We're going to talk a little bit about the national championship game coming up tonight, which you can watch right here at Howie's Sports Page with your boys. We'll be hanging out doing that. We are very excited. Is the potpourri to cover up all the weed talk? hi <laughs> Luke Marquis. You joining Van on Friday at Ice Park? I am. I'm excited. That's going to be Stokes. pretty good. The uh, I am not available uh, it's an Easter weekend, so i got to go up to Las Vegas, New Mexico, because the baseball team is going to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, that way we can all um, look for eggs. Don't okay. worry. I'll, I'll be extra cynical just so people don't miss you as much. The people Excellent. Will, I feel like people mistake us anyways. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. 
Welcome back to the program. Final segment of said program, National Championship Broadcast. Starting at 5.30, the St. Louis Blues. I talk about hockey a lot. <laughs> good, yeah, even, good one. Yeah, I couldn't even finish the sentence. Uh, they announced their plans for Pride Night, which includes a list of promotions, but notably omitted whether the team will be wearing Pride jerseys during pregame warm-up. The team said there will be a Pride-themed warm-up pucks and rainbow stick tape available for players. The source of this said the decision not to wear warm-up jerseys was made to put focus on positive things the team is doing to support and affirm the LGBTQIA plus community. They did wear them last year. What? Did they give a reason? The reason was to put focus on positive things the team is doing to support and affirm LGBTQIA plus community. I'm going to tell you that I'm okay with it, and let me tell you why. All right. Uh, friends of the show, you know, Fred sitting right here, you yep. know that I am a big supporter of the Plus community. Well, you're a Every of single incantation there has been over the years. Right. I am an ally. But all these sports piggybacking on Pride Nights and trying to engage different communities by selling merch, it Good feels point. fake. Good point. It feels hollow to me. Like, if you have a foundation and you're actually doing things in the community, let's highlight that. I don't care about your clothes. Good point. I don't care about a jersey. Like, actually do something that helps people. This is my Title IX take. Good point. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's it's dumb is what I'm saying. It's dumb. Oh, we put a we put a rainbow flag on our hockey jersey. Our blue, Look at us. Our blue note is multiple colors. I'm basically Harvey Milk. No. A lot of friends of the show are like, who's that? Who's Harvey Milk? Who's Harvey Milk? Google Harvey Milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a hollow, shallow uh, thing to do, and I'm sick of it. Like, actually do something in the community and, you know, tell us about it later that you actually had an impact. Luke, I don't care about your jerseys. Luke, a lot of the Russian players said it would put them and their families' lives at risk if they wore that. What? That, that's sad but true. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the sad state that, that we're at with some of that. I mean, unfortunately, in some of these countries, it's not the understanding that we have here. And, and I mean, the understanding we have here is, is still just building. You know what I mean? 10, yeah. 10 15 years ago, there was, there was none of that understanding at all. The NHL was a strong combatant of that, saying they did not recognize those concerns that the teams had voiced for their players. Um, but they thought that Russian heritage – uh, was not a justification for pride jerseys. Maybe maybe you guys are both correct, where it's um, that community and that fan base and that sport just is not ready to make these advancements yet. And we're not pulling a lot of positive stories out of this stuff every time we talk about it. Every time I bring it up to you, Van, you go, oh, again? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, awareness. People are aware <laughs> that the plus community exists. You don't need awareness. You need to help the community. You need equality. You need to make sure that they're treated just like any other citizen of the United States of America. You don't need to put a rainbow flag on a jersey. That's not helping anybody. Breaking news. Bushwhacker Butch has passed away, friends. Uh, that's a wrestler? Big part of the Bushwhackers. Okay. Oh, Bushwhackers. Okay, that rings a bell. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> His name was Bushwhacker Butch. Like, what do you. 
I don't know. He could be like a like a crocodile Dundee kind of figure. I don't know what that means. He's, I mean, it's not that far removed from. He works at a Brazilian salon. Sure, he if you, has a machete in public. I don't know. If you went to a pro wrestling show in the Houston area in the 1980s, there's a stark chance that he licked you on the head. Okay, first off, gross. Where's he the class action suit there? Sure, okay. <laughs> that he's, was pre-COVID licking. He's never been to a Chuck E. Cheese, I guarantee you that. That's gross. Or can't go anymore. Oh, he can't go anywhere anymore. He's at the big Chuck E. Cheese in the sky now. <laughs> the Bushwhackers had a really fun Hall of Fame speech a couple years ago. If you're into celebrating uh, the rich history of professionals. Wrestling, they, uh, they were a unique one. I mean... Guys that can never do it individually. I mean, do you think kind of always – there's a couple of those tag teams where you're like, you don't – those guys don't get to play by themselves. They're they're the Bushwhackers or they're not here. Package deal. Jalen Carter is visiting the Bears today. It's his second visit, Van. Smokescreen or nah? Uh, well, he, him and his agent said they will only visit top ten pick teams. Drew Rosenhaus? Yeah. Pretty good agent if you can get him. That's a pretty hard flex considering that an alleged vehicular manslaughter recently and you came into the combine overweight and had the worst timing and metrics of your playing career. That's pretty bold. Rumor has it, Luke, that Kirk Cousins is going to be traded to the 49ers. How do you feel about that? Um, They already have all the quarterbacks in San Francisco. Yeah, why not just keep collecting them, you know? Nine <laughs> mediocre quarterbacks makes a decent one, I guess. 49ers GM Thanos. I don't I don't know if I get that reference. It's okay. He's collecting all of them. That movie came out like six years ago. What's, what's the and old I will saying still in the use NFL, that reference. if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any? What happens if you have four? <laughs> you have less than none. They would have won the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins last year, though. You know that's right. Looks like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be released by the Arizona Cardinals, and the front runner will be the New England Patriots. They're in just year one of that Murray contract, and it's like they're rebuilding already. Welcome to the New York Jets, DeAndre Hopkins. You get to catch balls from Aaron Rodgers. Geno Smith found time to write back. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the show. Excellent. I'm excited for that. Luke, thank you so very much. One final push for Howie's. Yeah, come on out. National championship game. All the glizzies you can eat. Good time. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Bay and final words. Come out to Howie Sports Page. Cover up corner of Montgomery and Tramway. And uh, make sure you get your opening, uh, your championship game recap tomorrow morning on the opening drive. We're live at Isotopes Park tomorrow. Good job, everyone. GG. See you at the lab tomorrow, Burke.